Paul Farron here, Film Ireland Podcast. I'm here with Micah Hearn and Ender Lockman. And thank you for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, delighted to be here. Thank you. Well, Extraordinary is the film. <laughs> uh, we've got Maeve Higgins, Barry Ward and Will Forte leading the charge. And it's about an ordinary girl who wants to leave behind her supernatural capabilities to be a driving instructor because of a terrible thing that happened in the past resulting in her father's death. How's that? That's great. Pretty good. Yeah. That's great. Better than we would have done. Yeah, anyway. yeah definitely. <laughs> we would have got more con- convoluted than that pretty quickly. <laughs> I love the movie. Um, I'm sure you're going to hear that a lot. Uh, it's beautifully left to center. It's, uh, I, I love banality in a movie. I have to explain that, or you should explain that, I think, is that it just plays with the ordinary so wonderfully. You've got all these amazing things happening along the way. I love them, my favourite kind of characters, the people that are really, really ordinary, but extraordinary things happen to them. Yeah, I guess the, it was a big thing for us as well to try and set some rules that we couldn't break, you know, and one of them was to try and yeah, keep it as uh, super ordinary as we could in a way. Um, like down to the production design and their wardrobe and everything we spent a lot of time thinking about all that kind of stuff and I guess in the conception of it as well the thing that kind of interested us was the um, that the ghosts were all tiny um, you know when you're googling hauntings um, or you know looking on YouTube at hauntings it's always like a chair in a corridor moving a tiny bit or a locker door in a school closing or something like that yeah and I think a part of the idea as well came from that if you become a ghost, you don't just suddenly turn into a scary bad person. Yeah, You're still big, yourself. Or, or a you giant just, demon. You, you know? just happen to be a ghost. <laughs> You'll still be your boring old self. It's funny, when we were kids, it was all monks and nuns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, it was always these uh, medieval ghosts. No ordinary people got to be ghosts. <laughs> yeah. I never had ghosts in lovely tarot blocks or things like that. It's True. funny you say that because it was another part of the manifesto was uh, no priests, no booze, no IRA. So yeah. that's kind of a thing we definitely wanted to stick to. We wrote that down at the start, and then when we were writing the script, any time, because we did have like a scene in a pub for a while, and we were like, actually, that's that's against our kind of manifesto for this, and it wasn't because we hate movies with not because <laughs> we hate pubs, pubs or priests, or you know, there's been great films and all those things, but we just tried, we're trying to do something different uh, on purpose, I guess. Well, Maeve, as casting for that character. Uh, how soon did that come into your heads when you were writing the story that before we wrote the script <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah she was always going to be in it it yeah. was written with her in mind and was never going to be anyone else so hopefully that comes across that it just feels like the role was for her yeah we were we like we kind of had the idea and we approached her pretty quickly we knew we had done um, Maeve did this amazing TV show called Fancy Vittles a few years ago I remember um, yeah. which is pretty left to centre as well it had like her cooking in a kitchen with her sister but it was kind of stand up as well and it's, it's strange and we had clips and it was brilliant and yeah and um, we helped out in, in the titles for that show and kind of met Maeve through that and we had done some like posters for her for gigs and just various stuff and kind of got friends with her um, and we were just huge fans of her stand up um, you know one of our favourite Irish stand ups and just the, the kind of version of herself that she puts on stage is so funny and you know she sort of embodied the ordinariness we wanted to yeah, yeah. capture and like when we, when you kind of when we had her in our heads then it was quite easy to write that character um with what we thought was Maeve's voice you know like with a voice that we were projecting onto her but it was you know what we thought was her it's voice. a kind of golden thing to have yeah. a, a figure yeah a, a, a commitment from someone that you've got such a, a visual and sensibility for yeah yeah exactly and then you know Maeve responded well straight away to the kind of first drafts and everything so from there on it was 
you know, it was kind of fun to write her. Mm. And Even then, though she never believed it would actually happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we d I guess we didn't. She didn't was all for it, <laughs> in theory. Yeah, I think she probably said yes, thinking that it would never actually get yeah. made. <laughs> I read one of your inroads to trying to get funding was Catalyst all those years ago. I don't yeah. know, how old's Catalyst now? Uh, we were in the second round of it, which yeah. was 2014 or maybe late 2013. Yeah, yeah. That was the second round, so. Yeah, and like, it was great because it was a catalyst for us to actually write the thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the film board were cool. You know, they, they liked, they really liked the kind of first draft or the idea that was there, but they were just like, you're mad to try and make it for that, that amount of money. You should try, you should bring it in and develop it with us. So we did that, you know, and that. And it was in Catalyst that we met Eilish. Yeah, it was we met like the first producer Eilish we Bracken had from Blinder at the time. She brought it to Katie. So yeah. Katie and her came on board fairly quickly then and Blinder took us under their wing and that became, they were great. And Which neatly brings me to, you, you guys aren't like, didn't just walk out of the woods to make a film. You've got <laughs> a history in advertising, music videos, and also your musicians. And uh, the Warlord of Pez is one of your <laughs> your uh, feathers in your cap. So maybe tell me about your Dunleary days and how you guys met and where your love was coming from. I also note that you love Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, yeah. If you can't be bad people when you love Ray Harryhausen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just thinking there needs to be a documentary about Ray Harryhausen made, which... I'm sure be. there is one. No, nah, like, a, like a really good, a really good one. There's pop up on those DVDs he made and they're not, they don't do yeah, the service. No, a big one would be great. I think, no, you see, what someone has to do is the movie. All right. Yeah, that's a good idea. The movie has to be Biopic like. Oh man, but with that stop motion animation. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> You're on. I, I'll talk one on. I went in on that. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so you, heard you, mean, you guys are 90s IADT chaps and you met each other then. I was studying graphic design and, and I did animation. And um, we met through that and um, fairly quickly we were messing with video cameras, video cameras and stuff and with our mates in college. Um, and it only took 20 years <laughs> to actually get something made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to make films every Wednesday night for the crack. Kind of like sketches, I guess. Um, you know, we'd go and make a five minute horror and then the next week we'd go and make a five minute sci-fi and they're all terrible, but good crack to make. And kind of, you know, we'd go and show them. It was kind of like... This good old VHS or yeah, high exactly. eight. High Hi8. Yeah, hi8. Or mini VHS, maybe. Mini it was the one where you put, yeah, was that mini VHS where you put the tape into the tape player? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a mini VHS tape that you put no, into an adapter. We had no editing stuff going on. We just edited it, like, literally with the pause button. So it kind of made that funnier in a way, like, that kind of dodgy. But you had to plan every shot very well, you know, because you only had one go at it. Or else you'd have to rewind and tape over the shot. So uh, then we'd come back and play them for our mates in college, and it was kind of like a really shit tiny version of YouTube, I suppose. <laughs> Six people watching it and everybody going. But you had an audience. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, we got one like. Yeah. And so the writing process, were you trying to avoid the writing process and just say, let's just go and make it on the, on the fly or did you actually write scripts? For those? Oh, no, we oh, made, Jesus, made them up as we go along. Definitely made up as we went along. Very vague story to start yeah. with, but generally then just ad-libbing. Yeah. Oh, was this the same time as Dunleary or before? Yeah, uh, it was during Dunleary, yeah. And then after that, we, as you said, we were in bands and stuff, so we would we started like we, and it was doing a lot of animations, and I was doing a lot of weird graphic designs. So we kind of put them together and started making music videos for people, uh, for bands that we liked, and you know that stuff started being on, you know, disco and those kind of shows, and then from that we started getting into advertising, um, making ads for people, trying to actually. I saw your showreel, it's great. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have details of that on people should have a look oh, at your stuff. It, uh, I love all your um, 
how Marge Ailey's video kind of feels <laughs> as, as nice as well. Especially, and in the movie as well, it should be noted as a lovely, like your structure is more or less held by the VHS yeah, mm, yeah. Fa- that the father character made in the past. It's really mm, nice. Yeah, we kind of wanted him to be like a narrator all the way through a little bit. Yeah. You know, pops in the ultimate and ghost on VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, we tried to use all, you know, the correct cameras and stuff. So all his show was shot with, well, a lot of it was shot with video cameras and you know, TV cameras. And so the main influence, besides Ray Harryhausen, who else was influenced you as your, when you were younger filmmakers and setting out to do stuff? For what, what do you really want to make? Well, back then, I think the, you know, if you remember that kind of director series that came out, there was like Spike John's one, Michelle Gondry one, Chris Cunningham one. And Shinola. Shinola, there was an English animator, animation collective. Like yeah. all of them together were really inspiring to us. Um, and we were much more on the animation end of things yeah. then as well when we started yeah. because filmmaking felt you couldn't do it well without money. Yeah. And so everything, we, we, we always kind of wanted our stuff to have like, a level of quality you know um, so it was always like just spending a lot of time on something rather than money yeah, so animation enabled us to finish something yeah, you just sit at a computer for long enough you can make it look good um, but it, that wasn't possible really yeah and I think Shinola were influential in that because Definitely. they were sort of a similar age to us they they had, had a lot of success in the UK making amazing videos for well, what's their stuff I'm not familiar you with. know it I'd say uh, like back then they would have made big videos. Radiohead videos yeah, they did all the blipverts for Radiohead that was kind of the first stuff they got famous for and they did, they would have done stuff for Blur uh, loads of people mm. forgetting people now they did an amazing one for Lounge Shop that's really a great cool. one for Queens of the Stone Age yeah Go with the that's one of their best but anyway they the thing about them as well was they were ba- basically kind of in their bedroom with computers and just yeah. cranking out hey, the stuff that was really, you know, getting seen everywhere. So for us, it was like, oh, you can do that. <laughs> you know, it felt like you're allowed to do that now. And for us, you know, you can have the software, you can go and make something for fuck all. So we just were doing that in our bedroom for a long time. <laughs> and so, I mean, just back to special effects again, you obviously then came into this project knowing exactly what you wanted. There was More no, or less. There was no huge guesswork in where... Yeah. Because I, I was really, really, and I, I thought, the special effects are brilliant. Mm. And you do them with a kind of nice little rough attitude, if you get... Yeah, well, we knew, we knew from doing commercials that any time you want to do something, the more you can shoot with the camera, the better, always. Um, and then you augment it. Um, so the more practical you can be, the better. And I think we definitely learned that the hard way. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, we had done a lot of our own yeah. posts, like, you know, not just animation but visual effects and knew the software fairly well so the other thing that's great when you're directing then is you can you know you first of all you can plan for stuff and second of all when you're dealing with a post house when you've done it yourself you can go well you're you know you're lying i know you can do that or or the other way you can go i know that's going to be really hard why don't you do this or you know what i mean or or go don't bother with that shot we're not too worried about that do this one instead or you know so you can make those kind of decisions in the post-production and it is becoming the norm these days I mean, if you don't have VFX sensibility on the set early on, you can yeah. be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it does. It, it just speeds stuff up as well. You know, well see, people think VFX is just wacky stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, 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 a lot of the time it's pretty mundane. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and like, you know, that doesn't mean that we weren't pissed yeah. off. Pissed off when we had to wait and do plates for some floor or something because we we're like, we just want to shoot stuff. You know, you're but you do need to pay attention to all that stuff. You, you want to have good quality stuff at the end. Well, it also brings us to actors who are working with actors and you've got effects that work. That, that, that's tough on them and you because you're trying well, to keep... We them had a, for the main VFX thing, I assume you're talking about, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers, um, yeah. We had a stand-in 
actor there on the day. So we basically had a like a ghost and a stepladder. And we actually didn't even necessarily plan to do that from the beginning, but then... Yeah, we were, we were well, we wanted something to, for the actors to be looking at and to react to, to get, you know, to do it as quickly as possible as well. It was like yeah. a few reasons. And, and then to, to get the emotion to. properly. So, you know, we knew we wouldn't have like um, motion capture suits or any of that shit. But we had, Andy Circus wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, our closest, but uh, we ended up using um, uh, Jed, What's Jed's turn Jed Murray. Jed Murray. He's uh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was, he was a revelation and, like, for we, us. We, they, we brought him in not knowing, like we hadn't cast him to do it, especially, but we just knew he was supposed to be good at that sort of stuff. So suddenly that scene makes much more sense to yeah, me yeah, now, yeah, knowing yeah, who yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's his, it's his voice as well. Yeah, I've worked with Jed and stuff. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, he, like, he really threw himself into that character yeah. um, and it brought a lot to stuff on set, you know? Sort of yeah, like, it's good, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But how did you get Will Forte involved? MacGruber himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just true trying through his agent skin of our teeth as yeah. well because we had actually started shooting before he was even cast <laughs> yeah which was scary yeah, I mean, yeah we knew we needed somebody in whatever 10 days from now and we yeah. had no one yeah we then yeah we'd been talking to people and then um you know the, it was getting closer and closer to the deadline of shooting um so then we uh we just got we had a list and will was on our list very close to the top and we just sent his uh agent the script and um through like our casting directors and stuff and eventually got he loved it and we got to skype with him and it just all clicked amazingly well that he was off at that time he just finished shooting um last man on earth a series of that and he was on this kind of little break um and he was kind of like this is what he says anyway he said he was kind of thinking about coming to ireland and then the script came in and he was like i'm not doing that because i just want to go on holidays and then he read it and said he loved it so we were delighted with that um but he ended up coming over here and doing it for a couple of weeks yeah i, I liked his driving instruction scene it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful use of gloves and that scene. <laughs> remember when we sh- were shooting that everyone on the set was saying lads you know this is not in the film like, why are you shooting this and we, we were like, just so is. adamant this is in the film <laughs> oh, okay yeah. <laughs> because it was, it was it was written in the script as well that he yeah. like, spends this long time doing it and then we we spent ages shooting it to get it right and they're like even our editor rang us on set and went it's too long lads and we're like no it's staying <laughs> and, yeah, it's, a, it's a type of comedy that you know when it gets that payoff that weight you know yeah, and you yeah. go oh, thank that you know yeah. Yeah. I think it's quite uh, Simpsons-y-ish kind yeah, of gag it happens for a while and you go okay and then it's still happening and you go mm, and then it happens for long enough that it gets funny again like it, it, it goes yeah. away and comes back yeah. again not, every, not everybody agrees but no we, that's we, true we, we, we think so <laughs> You can only make so many people laugh. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, when, when you make those people really laugh, then you've yeah. done the job, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so, did you have a quick turnaround with having him in it? Was it is what the old get the American out of the way? And he was in and out in ten days, I think. Well, we were, you know, we were try- ambitious but trying to be clever the way we wrote it as well, so that you know we kind of knew that this character like could be a, an American or English rock star that's coming to live in Ireland, and you know we kind of knew that. If we, got a big, if we got a big name, we could shoot them out in a quite a short time. So I think we had Will for about 10 days in total. Mm. Um, and he's just a joy. Like, he was a pleasure to... Everything was amazing. He was yeah, lovely. Nothing's he's a problem just, for Will. He's very, very... Yeah. Like, he was the one person on set that, like, loved the food every day. He just loved being there, you know. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was just great fun. Let's just say it was a working holiday for him. <laughs> yeah. Here's him a group or two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, I think it's a series, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he was saying. I, I love Last Man. I mean, you can see that he, 
he would have been a, it would appeal to him known last man yeah because yeah. mm. he wrote that as well yeah, yeah. that's his baby isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah and i think they're doing like a, a series of eight or something like that yeah. of mcgruber yeah but again across the board wonderful cast wonderful casting um barry ward uh i loved um the, who what's the sister's name the actress's name terry chanter she's a really sweet yeah. little role yeah yeah she's actually from cove as well where Maeve's from yeah. so they were kind of really played with played off each other well because they're kind of playing sisters from the same yeah. place so they're both and they are from the same place so it works. and i said like with the gravity everybody brings you don't need to, you know just enough to, to understand and sit with the characters and get on with it you know I mean, sitting on a ball eating yoga in the kitchen. It's, no, I, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of me as well. <laughs> so tell me, working with actors. I mean, you've you've done a few shorts, you've done commercials. Is there any different for you with the feature, trying to keep the momentum and performances? And that was just trusting who you'd hired. Yeah, it was trusting who we hired a lot, and like we, you know, they were. We kind of generally when we're working, we have a no dickheads uh, <laughs> approach. Like you know, we wanted people that we would get on with, and we knew a lot of we we knew Claudia Doherty from before as well. We'd done a, like a comedy book with her years ago, so oh the panda book, yes, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen it. it's really nice. Yeah, so uh, and so we kind of knew obviously Will we didn't know, but most of the rest of the people we or on Maeve we knew a bit, you know. So we felt very comfortable. And uh, Barry Ward. Uh, and Barry, we didn't know very well, but you know. Yeah. Again, without spoiling, he does some interesting performances <laughs> in the film that was yeah, yeah. unexpected. Yeah, yeah, he's great, and he he did amazing um, like casting tapes for that stuff as well. Because Barry, the first time we sent it to Barry, we were like, I was like, Barry Ward would be brilliant at this because it's kind of like a straight man role. You haven't seen him do this before, really, because it's you know straight, but kind of there's comedy, and then we saw. Um, uh, the end of the fucking world that show and he was in that and we were like maybe he'd be up for doing this yeah. and uh, I think as well when for somebody like Barry who we didn't know personally ourselves at all we obviously watched everything we could that had him in it but you still like he does his audition and it's really good but he's, he still only reads a page or two you don't really get to spend time and yeah. workshop it at all they just show up and yeah. they're going to do what they're going to do yeah. So you're, there's a massive relief when they are good <laughs> at it and it's like kind of a bit how you pictured it and totally. they're saying the words the way you want them said. So I'm sure it, it does happen that it goes terribly wrong when you don't have you know, you know enough money to be yeah. able to cast and cast and cast. You know, yeah, yeah. And especially when it's your first movie, you don't have the, yeah, exactly. the you've privilege no, of, you've no of casting people. You've no behind you to like make... Like, so, you know, you, yeah. you have to offer people parts. Yeah. Um, you like, know, which were, sometimes even without a casting. Yeah, with loads like of Will them. didn't do any casting. No. no. How much time did you spend casting? How much time? Uh, it was more for the smaller parts. Yeah, it was the parts. smaller parts. Because we knew Maeve, oh, sorry, Maeve, Claudia, Claudia and Terry. And Will. No, but not well, Will. Not Will, but we, you know. We Three knew. of the main roles we knew going in who they were always going to be. Yeah. So it was mostly Barry and Will with the two. Yeah. But then all the smaller roles we did quite a lot, especially for uh, Sarah. Martin's daughter. Yeah, yeah. she had, this is her first thing. She had she never acted before, in. so yeah, yeah, that was great. Was literally doing her leaving yeah. that year and stuff, you know. So she, she was great. Emma Colvin, that's her name. Um, yeah, and she was just as cool as cucumber on set. As well. <laughs> like she just not faced her. Like then for the other ones, obviously, when we saw Eamon Morrissey's name on the list, we were like, definitely. Well, we asked for Eamon yeah. Morrissey. Ah, that was a very sweet cameo. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Biddy. Yeah, Eamon was a big hero of ours because we were Flannel Brown fans and he'd done yeah. lots of that stuff back in the past so uh, we, we asked for him to be the older man and we just thought he'd be greater than he was just nailed it straight away you know? um, So you put plans for a series out here? Wow. <laughs> or talk Where did yes. you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you find out you read that 
<laughs> yeah, like that, we'd love to do something else with it at some point. Well, the characters deserve another film. Yeah. Definitely. You'd love to see what happens, what happens when Extraordinary yeah. goes on the road. Yeah, yeah. And it does, and without it being indulgent, there's definitely room for it. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's I think I'd rather a film than a series, to be quite honest. You'd prefer a second film? I think a film. I think the danger is that you dilute it with a series. Okay, yeah. You set up a different set of... We, people on reading the script before we'd done any, even early versions of it felt... Like the episodic people nature felt of it was, the ghost hunting. People were saying maybe this is more of a TV than a movie thing, but we kind of stuck with the movie yeah. thing. But I do see the film, the TV-ness of it too. Yeah, yeah. We, we we made a, a short, like, five-minute teaser in about 2016. We wrote a scene that Ma- that Maeve played her rose in, and she kind of goes investigated. Set after the movie. Kind of set after the movie. We didn't want to just make a, a random scene from the film, and we didn't have a lot of money. The film board gave us some money help us do like kind of a proof of concept proof of concept I suppose and uh, that really helped get the film made because like people were reading the script and really enjoying it and everything but kind of were going is this totally wacky is it deadpan is it you know and you'd be like oh it's deadpan but like nobody really knows what that means so then when you when we showed them that and showed obviously Maeve was in that as well it really just people kind of went okay I get what tone you're going for and we had a bit of the dad's TV show all the stuff we could kind of do ourselves um, a lot of it has actually ended up in the, the features on which we didn't expect yeah. <laughs> oh, which is great yeah. it paid off in more ways than you expected yeah. but th- when you say deadpan there's a, it, yeah it's a funny one to describe the humour because it's it's left to centre is one way yeah, yeah. Um, but and it, if, uh, the marketing people probably jump all over Father Ted meets the exorcist or something yeah. like that which yeah. doesn't really do it justice mm, no. but it puts its brain it puts people's brain somewhere that yeah, they get yeah. their head around something yeah. But uh, it, it reminded me more of uh, something like the Mighty Boosh with yeah. a bit of supernatural kind of twist and your own humour that you've been doing for years yeah. in, in your other stuff. Yeah, you I can guess. see it there in your videos and yeah. just that nice eccentricity. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess we just wrote what we thought was funny and didn't really constrain ourselves. You know, yeah. We had our rules that we kind of set ourselves and we tried to, you know, like it, it's crazy in parts and bonkers in parts but we always were try- we're always thinking about we want to actually get this made at some point too so we were writing with that in mind we were writing with loads of things in mind you know you weren't trying to upset anybody you were trying to you want them to come in and see it yeah and also I think uh, we wanted we really loved the characters and I think that's the one thing that comes out nicely in the film is that you care about them all and you know some of the smaller moments are such great fun hanging out with them when they're just doing small stuff mm. in the hairdresser and that is all really nice we had a lot of stuff as well written in earlier drafts that just we were sad didn't make it because those were the just those they, they were the bits that were really easy to write where we're not necessarily trying to tell the story or plot it's just stuff that happens <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? hanging out is great yeah, fun yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a wonderful thing to achieve in film and it's yeah, hard yeah, yeah. thanks and I think you, you really do that. You know, I want to, I want to find it more. So, do we know who the baby's father is? <laughs> Man, that, you can wait for your. Well, we were saying the sequel could be called um, Rosemary's Sister's Baby. Sister's cousin, aunties. Because well, she's called Rose Rose <laughs> in the film, so it could be actually Rosemary's Sister's Baby. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, the baby has a has been, it got a wonderful name at the end. I'm sure it's a nod to it. I hope it is a nod to. This was it was the, baby. Da- the dad's called Vincent in the film. So that's, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was also not Vincent Price. Okay, yeah. it is if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
Guys, opening on Friday the 13th. Yep. You can say, oh, what a good perfect I know, day. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Friday the 13th. I've been doing that marketing a long time ago. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Somebody um, looked at the calendar and went, okay. <laughs> I you. hope it goes really well. Thank and you. I look forward to your next project, whether it be Extraordinary or, or Extraordinary 2 or whatever you do. Uh, thank you so much for Thanks for having us. Yeah, to us. Thanks a million. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.